So today, the election noise is loud, right? On either side of today, there is all kinds of pre-election scurry going on. Campaign ads, robocalls, Facebook rants, we're all going to be totally fine when they're over, right? We are over it. All this stuff is accelerating around us and kind of picking up speed. So holding fast, even as a spiritual practice, feels important for people of faith this week. In fact, over in Ephesians 4, the writer says that part of growing up in Christ is no longer being tossed about by the winds of current events. The winds of politics, trending news stories, the winds of whatever the latest catastrophe is. You know, it's really easy to get swept up, to be tossed about by all that's going on right now. So this morning, I want for us to pause and to take a deep breath and to examine prayerfully what we are holding and what is holding us. When it became clear on October 21st that David and I probably had the coronavirus, I started thinking a lot about holding fast and I felt led to set some boundaries to choose what I was gonna hold fast to in my mind and in my heart for the next three weeks. And I wonder if maybe you're in that place right now too, examining within yourself what boundaries you need to set, deciding what you are gonna hold in your mind and in your heart. I mean, we all know it's no secret that the virus numbers in our community just aren't looking great right now. More and more of us are being notified of exposure or testing positive. And even if that's not the case, what's happening with the virus causes stress and this continual reevaluation, even as we try to get ready for winter and not really knowing exactly how that's gonna go either. This week, I took the older girls on a walk in the rain on one of our favorite trails. And as we were walking, I noticed how several of the trees along the creek have these beautiful and prominent exposed roots. You can see them here in this picture. Those roots gave me a glimpse into the mighty root systems holding those trees upright. This is the kind of holding fast that Paul is talking about in Philippians 2. Fully and completely rooting our lives, holding fast to Christ and Christ alone. You see, this was a thing for the Philippians too. There were all kinds of other doctrines and practices and perspectives and catastrophes that Paul observed the Philippians clinging to, being possessed by, tossing them about like the wind and the waves. 
So Paul's encouragement for the Philippians and for us was to be so rooted in Christ of the same mind and spirit and love of Christ, Philippians 2 says, that we can make some tough choices. The kind of choices that Jesus made. Hear these words from Philippians 2. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Holding fast, being of one mind with Christ, frees us to let go of things that are pretty hard to let go of. Things like autonomy, power, status, achievements. These are all things that Jesus let go of. You know, when we let go of these things in our lives, there's room for God to grow some amazing things in us. Things like humility, which is not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. Things like being for others. And I'm going to take that a step further and say the ability to be for the other. And when we let go of some of these things, there's, there's room for God to grow in us the capacity for things as extreme as full and utter obedience to God. And another way to say that is full and utter obedience to love. So, for example, when we let go of some of these things, God can empower us to choose. To choose not to be overtaken, for example, by fear, but instead to be ruled by love. So, holding fast is only half of the Greek translation of this phrase which is true of so many Greek words. We just can't capture the fullness of the language in English. So the other way to translate this phrase in verse 16 is hold forward. Whereas hold fast is somewhat focused on our personal devotion. Hold forward is focused on what we're offering each other or the fruit of being rooted in Christ. This fruit is really important 
because there are a lot of things that aren't going to change this week. After this week's election, there are still going to be people living in poverty, people who are lonely, people who feel invisible, people who are at risk this winter. And what might be more important for hurting people than who is in the White House is that Christ followers in their community act like Christ. You know, regardless of what happens this week or even this winter, Christians will still have a responsibility to hold forward, to live the message of hope, resurrection, forgiveness of sins, the message of Christ. Paul talks over and over and over again, like truly go read the whole book of Philippians, about being of one mind, one spirit, one love, which is something that, if we're honest, makes Baptists really uncomfortable because we kind of like to think for ourselves. We like to feel for ourselves, priesthood of all believers. And then, you know, when there's a group of Baptists who think differently than another group of Baptists, we like to leave and start a new church. So there's something important for us to understand here in what, what Paul is saying, which is really instruction about how we practice community. It's important to understand that being of the same mind does not mean that we think the same. That's not what Paul's saying. It means that we seek to truly understand what the other person thinks, what the other political party, what the other side of the social issue, what the opposing side thinks, where they're coming from. In fact, holding forward the mind of Christ, the heart of Christ, the spirit of Christ means to hold forward the very nature of God. This is what Jesus did. This is what Philippians 2 is talking about. So when we hold forward the nature and the spirit of God, we are holding forward a nature that is not self-seeking or power-grabbing. The nature of God throughout the Bible and throughout human experience is seeking to truly understand things from another perspective. That's what incarnation means. When we hold out this nature of God, hold forward the nature of God, it, it looks like obedience to love, not just in our mind and in our heart, but in our actions. And that means things like choosing to be kind when we just don't wanna. It means choosing to practice compassion when we really don't want to. It means allowing God to cultivate within us and around us this love that burns with desire for the flourishing of others. Hear these words from Philippians 2. 
Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and arguing so that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. It is by your holding fast to the word of life that I can boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Brothers and sisters, if this election, if our politics result in us violating our Christian character, then it's not Christ that's in charge of our lives. If you do nothing else, Paul says, hold fast, hold forward Christ. There are a lot of other things we can hold on to that we can choose to put out in this world this week. Let us choose Christ. Let's meditate on the power of a few people who are committed to being the presence of peace and kindness. And after this week, after we know the outcome of this election, there is still going to be a lot of work for us to do. And so my prayer for us is that we will allow God to continue growing us and sustaining us as a congregation who holds forward a love that burns with the desire for the flourishing of others. What a witness, what hope, may it be so, amen.